Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. Hello everyone, DSO here from dadstartingover.com. And before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to tell you about the DSO fraternity. The DSO fraternity is the members-only portion of my website at dadstartingover.com. And you can learn more about it at dadstartingover.com slash join for $14.99 per month or $149 for the entire year. You get access to all three of my books at no additional charge. You can download a PDF directly to your computer or you can stream the audio of the book live on your computer or phone, or you can download the MP3 file. You also get access to private discussion groups on Facebook, and you also get to attend live member meetings on Zoom. We have approximately three meetings every single week on a variety of different topics. We have members from all over the world who attend. Don't forget we also have member-only articles along with member-only audio for you to enjoy. And lastly, If you were looking at one-on-one coaching with myself or one of our other three coaches and were scared off by the pricing, pricing for DSO fraternity members is considerably less. So again, give it a shot. Check it out at dadstartingover.com slash join. And now on to today's episode. In internet parlance, alpha is an overused term meaning, you know, a manly dude who doesn't take shit from anybody and successful in health, work, and sex, etc. You know, a quote, real man. A quote beta man, on the other hand, well, he's that weak-willed guy who's very needy and he succumbs to the demands of those around him. He's used. You know, he's a pussy. You'll often read of desperate guys asking, quote, is it alpha if I give my three-time cheating wife another chance? Or, quote, listen to this story of my poor beta brother-in-law. It's all silly, and it's way overdone, you know, but I get the need for it. Guys like to compare notes. We like to break things down into digestible chunks of information. Alphas don't do this, and betas do that. You know, got it. Well, there's a, a, there's a common saying on the internet that I've read a few times, and I like because I can say with confidence that, yeah, it rings true on many different levels. If you haven't heard it before, the phrase is alpha fucks and beta bucks. You'll hear this often from a lot of those quote red pill type of writers. The translation is the manly dude, you know, the alpha guy, he gets sex and short-term fun. The wussy guy, the beta guy, well, he gets to play the part of the provider and husband, the long-term guy. 
I like to use, instead of alpha and beta, I like to use the terms lover and provider instead. I think it's much more descriptive. And if you go online, there are story after story of a guy who has a wife that he deeply loves and cherishes. He considers her his best friend. Their sex life is so-so. Eh, she often says that she doesn't like oral sex all that much, and she's not really into kinky stuff, and something like anal sex is, well, that's just completely off the table. Nobody does that, sweetie. That's for porn. And speaking of porn, she says it's for degenerates, and he watches way too much of it. And then you fast forward to that fateful day when he's going through old files in the attic, where he's cleaning out the old computer, and he finds videos, photos, or a diary of his wife's. And he learns what a lot of guys in his position learn. His wife used to be way over-the-top sexual before she met him. To quote such a guy on the internet when I read his story, he says, Great, I married a slut who fucks like a prude. In relationship-oriented sites and forums, some variation of that story is pretty common. After all, most of the guys on those sites have been badly hurt by women. The nice guy gets ho-hum sex, and, but he discovers that his wife used to do all the things that he has suggested for the past so many years. Oddly, the majority of the responses to such stories online go something like this. Yeah, she used to do those things, and now she doesn't. She grew out of that phase, but she chose you as her husband. So just be happy with it. Stop judging her on her past. You have no right to demand that she does those things with you. That is up to her. Well, there's some bullshit in that response, and there's some truth. The truth is, yeah, you don't have the right to demand those things. That's very true. It's her body, and it's her mind. And if she wants to do those certain things with you, she will. You know, sorry if that makes you feel unmanly and unvalidated, but that's your problem. It's not hers. But where they got it wrong is this, by my estimation, is that she grew out of that phase. Well, you see, it's not really a phase at all. It's a state of mind that you're just not bringing out of her. She's still a sexual human being. You, by her estimation, are the provider. She may not have verbalized it, but she pegged you probably right away as Mr. Provider. You're a good long-term kind of guy. You're the guy you bring home to mom. You're the guy you raise kids with. You're the guy that you get comfortable with. Unfortunately, comfort does not equal desire. As Esther Perel so eloquently captured in her book called Mating in Captivity, Unlocking Erotic Intelligence. You know, if you were to ask 100 married guys, 99 of them would be completely cool with being pegged as the comfortable family guy. Because that's what we all want. That's exactly what our grandparents had. But if you ask those same guys and you say, look, okay, you're the comfortable provider guy. But that also means that your wife doesn't have sexual desire for you like you think she does. She actually fantasizes about other guys, quite a bit. And she used to date them back in her past, and she had wild sex with those guys, and she never told you about it. All that stuff that you want to do with her, she did it with them. Now she refuses to do it with you. So now how do you feel about that? Well, that number of guys that were you know, completely cool with that whole provider notion, that went from 99 guys down to 2. And women innately know this. That's why we have something called the divide by three rule. I don't know if you've heard of that. Divide by three rule is basically if you if you get to know a woman and she says, I've had sex with uh, three men. She's actually taken the actual number, which is nine, and divided it by three. 
It's something a lot of women do. It's kind of silly, but it's a, it's a common thing you'll see often. Well, then why does she do that? Because she knows that if Mr. Provider Man knows that she had sex with 67 guys before she met Mr. Provider, well, she knows that will knock her off of the pedestal. The pedestal that Mr. Provider Man has put her, obviously put her up on. And he will start looking at her as more of a sexual creature as opposed to a long-term partner. And she doesn't want that. She needs him to remain right in that comfortable provider role because that's where he does his best work. And if that means lying for life or, you know, omitting the truth, whatever you want to call it, well, then so be it. So the big question is then, you fell in love with a woman. Should you be her lover or her provider? The answer is yes, you should be both. A good guy should be the embodiment of both lover and provider. You want to be the great dad. You want to be the foundation for the family. Be the guy who looks good with a tight shirt on. Be the guy who slams her up against the wall and fucks her brains out without asking every five minutes, is this okay? Be the guy who doesn't take shit from her or anybody. In other words, be the guy who fulfills her needs. You see, women are human. They have needs and they have desires. They want sex just like you do. I know. Shocking. They want eroticism. They want passion. They just might not want it from you. At least not right now. And I know that hurts. I think where a lot of the internet writings go wrong is the emphasis on the alpha lover type. It's sexy and attractive to want to play the he-man role and fuck as many young women as possible, but it does have its limits. Going too much in that direction can, can lead to a lot of damaged women and a guy who finally just throws his hands up and says, okay, now what? Life isn't all about having sex, Mr. Loverboy. Life is more than lover and provider. Life is getting the best of both, the black and white, the yin and yang. Where we men go wrong is that many of us naturally err on the side of comfort and love. We see where that gets us, and we wake up, and we swing that pendulum to the other side as far as we can go. Also bad. You need to find that gray area. That's the sweet spot. It ain't easy, my friends. Nothing in life ever is. Balance in all things. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information, like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood. But none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, 
discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.